Welcome to this edition of Cause Collective Radio on KZUM 89.3 Lincoln and KZUM HD. This is Jason with Cause Collective. This show was created to highlight the great work many of our members of Lincoln nonprofits do at Cause Collective and throughout Lincoln. So thank you to all of those who support Lincoln and provide those services. If you'd like to learn more about Cause Collective and how we help our members better serve the community, you can visit our website at causecollectivelincoln.org. And while you're there, you can see some of our past radio shows. You can sign up for our free newsletter that's for the community to read all about other things our members are up to and how you can help support them. Just click on community newsletter under the community outreach button. So today, I am excited to welcome... Bev Carlson. She is the Associate Vice President of Marketing, Communications, and Advocacy at Lutheran Family Services. And yes, I had to write that complete title down <laughs> to make sure I got it right. And please correct me if I didn't, but that's a wonderful title. I love that uh, word advocacy is, it should be in someone's title, every nonprofit. So that's awesome. So welcome, Bev. Good morning. Thank you. Happy to be here. Thanks for the invitation. Absolutely. We love having our members on and love that uh, uh, Lutheran Family Services is doing what you are all are doing. Yeah. Do you want to uh, tell us a little bit about yourself or uh, expand on that, that title a little bit first for a couple of minutes? Yeah, um, I, I think probably the most interesting thing about me being at Lutheran Family Services, this is my second time here. Um, I, uh, I have had friends that tease me for being on the rebound, and uh, I just love the work of the organization so much. I was here several years ago as the director of public relations and uh, was lured away by um, some other opportunities, um, but always missed the work here and the people and um, the impact of the organization. And so uh, opportunity came up to come back in this role and I kind of jumped at it um, and uh, am loving it. I've been here almost a year now um, and uh, am very excited about where we're going in the future and um, how I can bring my my background and skills to, to, to help move things forward, so. Oh, that's awesome. And that is by far the first time I've heard that too. I love to hear those stories when yeah. an employee former employee comes back just because they miss yeah. the work. They have such a passion. It's, it's yeah. more common than I think uh, people might think. That's so awesome to hear. So we're, yeah. And we're glad you're back. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, thank Even you. Even though it was thank a year you. ago. <laughs> That's yeah. awesome. Let's start with a, an overview. If you want to, uh, could you talk about the, the mission and maybe a little bit of the history of Lutheran Family Services? I know you're a pretty big agency. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, I'm happy to. Um, Lutheran Family Services is, in my mind, just such a cool organization. It is 131 years old. And so wow. it has been around really since the very beginnings of, you know, communities beginning to um, get going in Nebraska. It wasn't that much longer after statehood that we became uh, an organization in 1892. And um, we started as a couple of orphanages. Um, we had uh, Lutheran pastors in both Fremont, Fremont and Omaha mm -hmm. that realized there was a need uh, for uh, taking care of kids that were by themselves. And so they started orphanages in both places. And over time, uh, those ended up merging and the programs began 
evolving as the needs arose, uh, you know, things like foster care. Um, we began doing behavioral health uh, programming because we saw the impact of um, those types of challenges within families and what that did to the kids. Uh, when you had someone in the family who was struggling with their uh, behavioral health or mental health issues, and so that is now a major component of the services that we provide. And then um, in the 70s, about 75, uh, we began doing uh, refugee resettlement um, as a follow-up to the Vietnam War. Um, we actually had, um, we began bringing Vietnam refugees in and helping them get resettled here. And that is work that we continue today. So. Um, those are probably the three main, main areas of expertise that we offer, which is uh, programs in behavioral health and children and families, helping families as well. Um, right now we have a, uh, some, one of our programs is our fatherhood initiative, which um, those programs, the programs for children and families have just grown exponentially over the years, as you can imagine. Right. Um, and we tend to always pivot to the need. And one of the needs is, um, is this fatherhood program, which helps fathers re-engage with their children uh, when things have happened that have kept them apart. And, you know, the, the research shows how much better uh, kids do if they have some sort of connection with a compassionate, kind father and even one who's made a mistake or two. And so um, that program is is very um, active and working um, with non-custodial dads, even dads that have been in prison and helping them stay in touch with their children while they're incarcerated and then helping them build the skills that they need to be a good dad once they um, are back in society. Um, so there, that that is one of the programs that we have in that area. Um, the uh, in behavioral health, uh, there's a tremendous amount of work being done there, not with not only with um, with mental illnesses, but also substance abuse. Um, you know, right now um, we we hear a lot about opioids and fentanyl and and a lot of the challenges in our our communities that are because of the rise of the accessibility of those drugs. And that is something that our, our teams are working on. We have um, uh, special uh, programs directly focused on how to help people conquer those mm -hmm. um, addictions, um, as well as other addictions and, and such. Um, and then of course, in refugee and immigration services, we are uh, uh, have done just over the past year, um, tremendous amount of work with helping resettle Afghani and Ukrainian refugees uh, yeah. with the crisis is there. Um, um, you talk about the advocacy work. We were really involved um, uh, earlier this legislative session on helping uh, Ukrainian immigrants or Ukrainian refugees get driver's licenses because many of them, um, because of just the way state law was, um, they're professionals and ready to work and yeah. part of the obligation of you know, responsibility of coming here as a refugee is that you need to find a job. We, you need to get settled within about three months and be, you know, paying back what you were given to get here, right? So, um, and that was a really an obstacle for them was uh, having a way to get to work. So we conquered that and, um, uh, but that is that is work we do. We help uh, do work with uh, several, um, Three, three major uh, resettlement organizations internationally <clears throat> to bring refugees mm -hmm. to Nebraska. Um, you know, the president sets a certain 
number of refugees that can come every year. And once we welcome them at the airport, we help them find jobs mm -hmm. and get settled and become productive members of society. So those are just overviews of some of the things we do. <laughs> that's awesome. And that's yeah. one, I, I, and I have to be, be honest, I wasn't familiar uh, about the fatherhood program. That's amazing. Uh, and I knew you all do so much out there. Yeah. Uh, that's, I, I'm excited to learn about that program. That's, that's new to me. I am most, because of my past work, most familiar with the refugee resettlement program. And I'm absolutely, I'm glad you brought that up about the driver's license barrier. It was just didn't, it was frustrating for, for you all. And of course, for the Ukrainian refugees coming and many new refugees, that's just, it's a no brainer. They expect them to, to work and the only in Lincoln, the only way to get to work really, I mean, of course there's a good bus system, but that's the timing is tricky and there's a lot of challenges, but yeah. uh, oh, it's critical to have that driver's license too. And like you said, they're uh, often professionals ready to go and the, the jobs are available, but that was just such a huge issue. And I'm sure you're familiar with new Americans task force and that's uh Lutheran family services is such a integral part of that and supportive and, and important part of that group. And that came up in those discussions. Um, and it's just, it, when I first heard that, it kind of blew my mind. It's like, why, why would they do that? But point being is that the importance for someone, uh, agency like yourself and others to advocate when they see that, that could have been, who knows why it's simply an oversight, but to, to recognize and see that barrier and to advocate it and get it fixed. That was just so amazing. And like you said, you all were such a huge part of that. That was just so cool to see how the system does work and change, change can be done. Uh, uh, it's challenging sometimes, but it's a great job on that. That was exciting personally because of my history with refugees and immigrants. That was super cool of you all. So, yeah. Yeah, well, it did make it. It did make a difference. It was. It's. It's been important for those fam families to become self-sufficient. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, and that's that's awesome. That that's a great overview. What um, other than the, of course, the refugees receiving services as they literally come off the plane, are there any other uh, eligibility requirements for others? to get services and I'm thinking about, and please tell me more, I'm excited to learn more too as well, but the Health 360 and, and that those services there, uh, tell me about those requirements if there are any. You know, um, Health 360 is what is uh, classified as a um, certified community behavioral health center clinic. and. It's I, I always it up. really bad. Yeah, you know, it's a clinic. So we we uh we are we have the CCBHC at Health 360, and we have uh, our Fremont location is also a CCBHC, and essentially what that is is um, an integrated care type clinic that um, will allow us to really provide true holistic care for folks when they come in, and um, so for example. Uh, we have someone who comes in to Health 360 and they have a real need for, um, say, something something that we, we don't, as a, as a matter of rule, we don't provide. Uh, we don't have a food pantry, but we would be able to help this person get to a community partner that could help them 
get the food that they need for their family. Or if they have um, a housing issue or something, we can help make those connections. And the difference as a CCBHC is it's something that the government supports. Instead of, um, you know, like the time that has that we've spent doing those things and making sure that that person is getting the help that they need, um, the government will, I mean, the, the, the CCBHC status will allow, allow us to actually be compensated at that time. So it, it really is a huge uh, game changer for um, the ability to provide that level of holistic care that I think everyone really wants if you have someone truly in need. Um, uh, we, um, uh, I know years ago, L360 was sort of a, uh, kind of came out of the gate. The first time I was in office, which was back in, the, I don't know, 2013, 2014-ish era. Um, and I, I know I'm pulling a number out of the air. I should have double-checked that. But um, when Whole360 right. was first um, launched, um, it had the beginnings of that model of being a place where if someone came in, um, it had both a medical clinic and a behavioral health clinic side-by-side. In pharmacy. So if you had someone who came in um, who perhaps was experiencing homelessness and they needed both the mental health care and the, the, the um, pharmacy to provide meds for that, but they also needed, you know, a cut on their arm fixed or right. if they needed to be on heart medication or something like that the services could all be provided on time. And that was really focused on that, that concern that people that um, that did not have that kind of support, really, if they were living on the streets or struggling that way, they um, their fatality rate was they lost to about 20, 20 to 25 years of life simply because of that. So um, those were some of the stats that we were, were kind of working against and trying to solve. So um, that was sort of the beginning of Health360. still has uh, a clinical site with a different provider and um, we have our offices in there as well. That building is full. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it is completely full. Um, Refugee Services also works out of there. They do classes there every pretty much every day for uh, folks that are learning English and financial literacy and um, you know job skills and, and all of that all of that stuff is going on all the time. Um, the pharmacy is still there and um, and you know, behavioral health. There, there's therapy sessions that are going on all the time, and just a lot happening. And it, it's not actually our only office in Lincoln. We we have relationships with Brave um, the Child Advocacy Center, uh, Morning Hope, and Peer. Um, it's a uh, Peers in uh, P I E R Recovery uh, Peer Support. So, um, so we actually have like four like four locations in Lincoln. The way we provide support. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. yeah. Every time I'm at the Health 360, that's packed uh, yeah. for a meeting or something. And that there's, it's, it's great to see that being so well utilized. It's such a great, I, I know a caveat very little <laughs> about it, but it seems to be such a great model that if you know something you may need is all in one place, it's much easier and much more yeah. efficient to get those services. So yeah. in, in my novice mind, I'm just a, such a big fan of that. And like you said, it just helps everyone get to help sooner, whatever area they, they need it in. That's physical health, behavioral health. That's such neat to see that place thriving and the partnerships you have there and, and with the community. 
this is oh, my favorite question. I know people get tired of me hearing that, but it is my favorite question. I love to hear uh, any client stories or success stories that you're able to share with us. And you may have many. You're welcome to share more than one, but is there anything you can think of that uh, might give a personal touch to what you all do at Lutheran Family Services? Um, can you hear me okay, Jason? Yes, you're fine. Thank okay, you. we we just had a power surge here, so oh no, um, yep, um, no, it's fine as long as you still got me. Yeah. Um, I I can give you a couple of of different stories, and you have to remember that you know we when we start conversations with people and have new clients come in, quite often we're we're assisting them on the worst days of their lives. So some of the stories start mm. out sad, but then they get better. Mm. Um, uh, we. We're all about help and hope. So um, I know um, there's one program that we have um, in both Fremont Council Bluffs and um, Omaha called the Centers for Healthy Families. And those programs um, uh, really, they provide a, a system of positive encouragement for young families and family, or families with young children and, and, pregnant, and, and pregnant families. And so um, I did an interview with um, a mom over there, and um, I just remember sitting there talking to her. And the, the the idea behind the Centers for Healthy Families is that the, their parents do positive things for their kids, like, you know, they make sure that they're meeting their developmental milestones or they're, they're um they're reading to them every night or taking them to the zoo and they they get points for what they do and then they take those points and get what they need for them in the little boutiques that are on site so they can get diapers and coats and shoes and whatever the child needs car seats <clears throat> and so this mom in particular sat there and was telling me she said I want the best for my children and she said what this program does is it allows me when I when I only have ten dollars in my pocket for the week I know that I, instead of having to make a decision between choosing diapers and gas in my car, I know that I can get both. I can I can get gas in my car and then I can come here and get the diapers that I need. So just stuff like that is always very encouraging. Um, we um, have we have stories all the time. In fact, we, I was sitting in last week uh, listening to some of our um, ther therapists that work with clients from all over the state and she was just talking about a situation where she was able to um and we hear this quite a bit is people that are on their um they've made a decision um in their lives and they uh connect with us in some way you either through 988 or um through some course they have gotten in touch with us and through the work of our therapist and counselors they change their minds and then they come back later and let us know, you know, I was, I was that close and it made so much of a difference. Um, what you were able to tell me just to get my focus and to learn to breathe and, you know, just those kinds of things, those happen all the time. Um, the, the therapy, the uh, refugee program is one that, mm -hmm. um, oh my goodness. Um, you know, Roland Temme down in Lincoln is one of the, that, uh, Temco is such an amazing, a facility where a lot of people that we have resettled will work there and Kawasaki and some of the other uh, facilities mm -hmm. in Lincoln. There's a great, tremendous business network 
and they can of, of um, organizations that hire refugees as they come over and and those are just incredible success stories you know um those folks start working um at a place like that and then they go on and start their own businesses um there are business owners here um, in omaha that have started restaurants and um uh i know in the last few years uh there was there's a gentleman that we resettled probably oh boy it's been at least 20 years ago um, but he has gone on and started a restaurant here and started a restaurant here in Omaha that's been consistently named one of the um, the top restaurants in the state uh, for Thai, for Thai food. And wow. he has multiple locations now. So and wow. there's really cool stories about just we want to help people get through those those tough times and then help them become self-sufficient and successful and you know, happy and proud of, of what they've accomplished. So, um, yeah, we yeah. have those stories too. <laughs> oh, I love that. No, that's absolutely perfect. That's so wonderful to hear that. And uh, I, before I forget, uh, how can people, whether there's someone that may need services or just wants to learn more and possibly volunteer for Lutheran Family Services, how can they connect to you all? Um, I think uh, the best thing to do is just go to our website. And um, there's two ways. Our website is one O N E spelled out. So, or just no, stop me for a minute. One LFS, O N E L F S dot org. And then um, if they have questions, they can just email us at info at one LFS dot And we'll be happy to get them connected in whatever way they're interested in doing that. That's that's awesome, and you you all do utilize volunteers, correct? We do. Um, it tends to be more of um, we're working more in like with corporations and churches. It's it's more rather than one person coming in and saying I want to volunteer. Yeah. It tends to be more that way. But um, we can always use help. And one of the things that's things that's happening right now is we're working with churches uh, and a lot of churches in the Lincoln area. Um, that are part of the well-being box program, which if churches would like to participate, it's a box that we put in their uh, sanctuary or sanctuary lobby area, atrium area, and families can donate um, and put things in that box that we can use to uh, help support the families that we serve. Um, and if churches are interested in getting involved with that, they can find that on our website. Um, it's onelfs.org. There's a right on our homepage. There's a that is for the well-being box and it is really all about that so um, we have that going on and also right now um, folks in the, that live around Fremont can go to Deer's Ford and we are they're stuffing the truck um, for, um, for Deer's you know and all of the uh, supplies there things for children diapers clothes shoes clothes, all of those kinds of things um, nice. they're filling the head of the truck and that will all go to one of the centers for healthy families so or the other programs that need it yeah that's awesome so that's great sounds like there's plenty of ways to help out uh -huh. you're curious if you're a church listening or organization or group uh, you can get more info at one lfs.org or email info at one lfs.org and that as always Deb, that was awesome that always goes much faster than i imagine <laughs> so thank you so much oh, is that 
for we joining us. Oh my gosh. That's it. That was, I know, okay. right? That's awesome. And you know, we got a lot of good information out there. So thank you so much for Perfect. being here today. Um, thanks for listening to Cause Collective Radio on KZM 89.3 Lincoln and KZM HD, Lincoln's community radio. For more information and to listen to this podcast, you can visit causecollectivelincoln.org. And we'll see you all next week.